Scaling your law firm doesn't have to be difficult. It's all about mastering a few key strategies, systems, and mindsets. Welcome to the Scalable Law Podcast, where we talk about how you can increase profit in your pocket and time in your calendar. My name is Carolee Fontanelli, and I have successfully scaled my firm so that it doesn't solely rely on me. Now I love teaching other law firm owners how to do the same. Let's transform your business starting now. Welcome back to another episode of the Scalable Law Podcast. First, before I get started, I am going to plug the LawBizCon conference because if you are listening and you are a law firm owner or you're wanting to be a law firm owner, the LawBizCon conference is for you, (laughs) definitely for you. What's going to be happening at LawBizCon? So much is going to be happening. It's going to be an action-packed two days here on the Gold Coast at the QT Hotel. There is going to be so much fun. It's not going to be like any other law conference that you have been to, but we are also going to be getting down to business and getting serious so that you take away so much and you actually leave feeling really inspired to get back to your business and implement everything that you have learned. We have got incredible keynote speakers But we're also running two streams on both days full of topics to do with running your law firm. Now, take a listen to some of these topics. You'll be learning about stress-free financial mastery for your law firm. You're going to be learning how to maximize business growth and profitability. You're going to be learning how to stay out of burnout zone, especially as a law firm owner, because I completely understand how it's so easy to get there and how difficult it is to get yourself out of that position. We are going to be learning things like how to eliminate debt collection hassles, We are covering tons of marketing topics, so creating lead magnets, using social media for your law firm, how to create amazing content in minimal amounts of time. If you're interested in podcasting for your law firm, which is an awesome strategy, uh, there's going to be topics around that as well. We have a panel discussion of law firm owners who have got from zero to millions in really short periods of time. You're going to be learning from those people Other topics include building an anti-fragile law firm, mastering law firm website dynamics so that you know how to engage the right people to help you, uh, leveraging virtual assistants in your law firm, which is becoming a bigger and bigger um, part of our business. We have decoding the 2024 legal trends. There is so much content and amazing learnings at LawBizCon. So... How do you come along? Well, you just need to purchase a ticket. And the tickets are on sale right now, early bird prices. They are $1,100. Pop on over to the website, lawbizcon.com.au and grab your ticket. If you do not live in Australia, this conference is perfect for you because it's not a jurisdiction conference. So you can come, you can learn a whole lot of strategies on running your law firm. And you can have a holiday on the Gold Coast, which is one of the best places in Australia to come and visit. So make it happen. Come on over. I would love to meet you in person. It is in May 2024 on the 12th, 13th and 14th. 
You are also going to enjoy networking and mingling because we have a uh, drinks and cocktail evening as well as a gala dinner. So there is so much going on. It is a conference not to be missed if you are a law firm owner. Anyway, that is enough of that. And now let's get into today's topic, which I have been inspired to speak about this week because I saw a post on one of the law or legal uh, Facebook groups that I'm part of. And the post was a little bit of a complaint about clients that don't value the legal work that you do for them. So these are the clients that complain about the bill at the end and or then ask you for a discount. What this does is it makes you feel like your work hasn't been appreciated and it can be really hard to take, especially when you've gone the extra mile and done everything you possibly can for this client and you know that you've got them a really great result. Now, the person that made the post then went on to elaborate and say that they felt that it was a male client and that if they had not been a female, that the client would not have complained or asked for a discount. So if they had had a male solicitor. I reject that because I don't think that that is actually the case. And I have a theory around why the client is seeking a discount and it's got nothing to do with the work or the fact that the person was a female solicitor. So that's what I really wanna get into today. I wanna get into the nitty gritty because there's actually so much more to this than the fact that the client is just undervaluing the work because you're a female solicitor. That is not true at all because the reality is, and this is what I really believe, if you are attracting the right clients into your business, you are not going to be getting the complaints or asking for discounts or feeling left where your work has not been valued. Now we can't always get it right and always get the exact right client. We are None of us are immune from having someone ask for a discount. There's a certain percentage of the population that is always going to ask for a discount. That is in their genetic makeup or in their bloodstream. So expect that you will be asked for time from time to time for a discount. It does not mean they haven't valued your work. It just means that that might be there where they come from. That might be how they do business. And for them to feel valued as a client, maybe they feel like they need a discount. Some people will always ask. So remember that. And that's the same with complaints. Some clients, there is a percentage of the population, 100%, that is going to complain. It's not that you're a lawyer or that you're a female lawyer or that you didn't do a great job. They will complain at every spot that they go to. It's just the way it is. So first of all, I want us all to accept that. Because when we take these complaints or these discounts or we, you know, where we feel undervalued as a lawyer, when we take it personally, it can affect us. And this situation, this post was affecting this woman. Uh, she definitely was feeling it. And in our work, if we feel every last thing that occurs during the week, we're going to feel really burnt out by the end of the week. So what I'm suggesting is that we evaluate 
is this person someone who's always going to complain? Should I be taking this personally? And really have a think about that because not every complaint directed at you or not every request for a discount for the work that you've done is not necessarily a personal attack towards you. So I think it's really important that we remember that. And I know what it's like when we're doing the work, when the business is ours, when you know we embody everything that we're doing and we're working so hard and we feel like our law firms are part of us, they're like our baby, it can be difficult to not take things personally. But my suggestion is, is that we work on really stepping outside of ourselves and looking back in more objectively at the situation and at the particular client. So that's the first thing. So that's a percentage, a small percentage of people. They, it's in them, they're always gonna complain, don't take it personally. The second thing that I want to address or talk about around this post is that if you are attracting your ideal clients into your firm, you are going to be very valued for the work you do. You are not gonna be asked for discounts except for that small percentage of the population that are gonna ask regardless. And you are going to have work on your plate that you really, really love doing because it is your ideal client. So think about, in the last 12 months, the ideal client that you've had, your favorite client. The work was great, they were easy to deal with, you got a really great outcome for them, they paid their bill on time, all of the things, ticking all of the boxes. Who was that person for you in the last 12 months? Really think about that person. What are their attributes? What kind of matter was it? You know, what do they have in common with your other favorite clients? Really pick that apart and and have a think about that. Because if you can attract more of those people into your law firm, imagine how great your business would be versus it being an uphill slog because you do the work, you get undervalued, they ask for discounts, the work is heavy and hard, and it might be just sort of outside of your niche a little bit. So you're not a real expert at that practice area. And this is why I really believe in niching and not just niching down to one practice area, but niching down to a really a real particular client within that practice area. Life just becomes so much easier, especially if you are a solo practitioner or a small law firm owner, because you can only spread yourself so thin before you start breaking and you start getting exhausted. And of course, when we get exhausted, you know, we are not performing at our best. And when we do get a complaint or we do get an, you know, a request for a discount or someone doesn't value our work, it's much harder to deal with that as water off a duck's back. It's much easier to embody it personally when we are tired, burnt out and exhausted. So there's a whole lot of benefits. Before I get into how you can attract your ideal client, because really I think the crux of the post that I read is actually an issue around the ideal client. It's not an issue around how do I get my clients to stop asking for discounts. If you're attracting those people, they're going to ask for discounts. So let's attract that ideal client. But first of all, let's talk about what happens in our law firms when we're not attracting the ideal client. So first of all, when we start our firm, and I am 100% guilty of this, 
and guilty of it for quite some years after starting my practice. And that is taking on any work that came to me. So it didn't matter if it wasn't family law. I would take anything on. And the reason I would take anything on is because in those early days, you are desperate for cash flow. You're desperate to get work in the door. You're desperate for success. And you will take anything on. That's what you need to do to get things started right. But the difficulty with that is, is that while you're taking on other matters that are not your ideal matters or your ideal clients, you don't have space to create plans or marketing strategies or get out there attracting your ideal client. You're just busying yourself with really hard work that is going to end up in potential write-offs, discounts, etc. Not only that, there is serious risk of resource misallocation. So working outside of your area of expertise really can lead to inefficient use of resources. Things take you longer. It feels like you're pushing things uphill. You spend way more time and effort on matters and cases that don't align with your core competencies. And it leads to a lower productivity and a lower profitability in your law firm. So keep that in mind. Secondly, what it does as well is it dilutes your brand. So if you're just taking all sorts of work on, you're not really marketing in your niche, um, you will be diluting your brand. A law firm builds its brand reputation based on its expertise and really niching into that specific legal area and not only legal area but the actual style or type of person that you are helping so an example is is that you could be a commercial lawyer but within commercial law there are you know many multiple niches whether it's construction whether it's your mum's and dad's businesses, whether it's leasing, whether it's selling businesses, whether it's franchising, whether it's, I mean, there's, you know, big, big end of town business, smaller mums and dads, there's everything in between that. So if you're just reaching out and grabbing different parts of that larger niche, you really are going to be um, diluting your brand. And it's going to be much harder to be recognized as an influencer or an expert in your practice area so that's another reason to niche and to really niche into your ideal client rather than sort of being everything to everyone the other thing it's going to lead to of course when you're not an expert in the area you're slower you don't enjoy the work you don't enjoy the client it's going to lead to client dissatisfaction If your firm or yourself are not well-versed in a particular legal area, there is a higher risk of underperforming, but not only in the actual legal work, also in the communication, um, you can lead, it can lead to, you know, not wanting to call that client or pick the phone up. Um, And then of course you end up with them not wanting to pay the bill. It could be debt collection issue, a negative review, and in general, you could damage your firm's reputation. And it's really important that that doesn't happen. So keeping clients satisfied is much easier when you're niching because you're doing the same thing over and over and over for the same type of ideal client and life becomes really enjoyable and easy in your law firm. The next thing that can happen if you are 
you know, not niching down and you're not attracting your ideal client is that there's a much higher risk of increased stress and burnout for you as a law firm owner. Working in unfamiliar legal territories can increase stress for yourself or any lawyers that you employ. Constantly having to research new areas of law, not working within like one expert area, um, and having clients that ask for discounts and don't value the work that you do will lead to you not enjoying your business and burnout. So it's really important to keep those things in mind as well. And when those things happen, of course, that leads to less profitability. So that's something as well that you need to be keeping in mind because you are in a law firm as a law firm owner to make profit. You're not there to you know, give away legal uh, services and feel completely stressed out all the time. The next thing is opportunity costs. So engaging with the wrong clients, what it means is that you're missing out on clients that are a way better fit. It's kind of like dating the wrong person. (laughs) If you're dating the wrong person, it means that you're not having room in your life to date the right person. So, you know, working with the wrong clients, they fill up your space, they fill up brain calories, probably a lot more brain calories are burnt when you are working with the wrong clients. It's much harder. Every hour that you spend on a mismatched client is an hour you're not spent on matters or cases that really align with your firm's strengths, values, and goals. So that is definitely something to consider as well. Next up, I know what it's like when you're working in a law firm that has a lowered morale um, and the team isn't cohesive. And that can really happen when you have a lot of mismatched clients, um, you have mismatched practice areas, it can lead to frustration among the team and your law firm could end up being a revolving door, which we definitely don't want. I found in my own law firm that some of my best employees have come from firms where they are general practice firms and they really want to practice family law, for example. So they go and work in this general practice as a family lawyer, but they keep getting thrown other work or do a will or do a conveyance or do a lease. And it leads to frustration for them. They really want to, you know, niche down into their area of expertise as an employed solicitor. And it makes life so much easier for them. And when they come to my firm, they're looking for something where they are guaranteed to get the work that they really, really want to get. So by niching into your practice area and trying to attract that ideal client, you will actually end up with a better team a more cohesive team and a team that's got, you know, high energy for the type of practice area that you are practicing in. Uh, Next up is also, of course, legal and ethical risks that can occur when you are practicing in all sorts of different areas or you're not dealing with your ideal client. Unfortunately, when you're not dealing with your ideal client and there's a real mismatch there, there are much, much higher risks. I look back at the clients that have been, you know, caused my firm hassle and problems, and it's really because they are a mismatch. 
they're not our ideal client by any stretch and we probably shouldn't have taken them on in first place. So as a law firm owner, you are facing all sorts of risks. So you really want to reduce any risk that you can when it comes to the clients that you decide to engage with. Now, the other thing too, and I'm a massive believer in this, is that it's really, really hard to market your firm effectively if you are not niching and you're not targeting your ideal client. If you don't have your ideal client targeted in all of your language that you are using and really nutting it down. And so this is what we do in the Scalable Business Lounge. We get right into the nitty gritty of who that ideal client of yours is. And the reason is, is that then I help you set up three marketing funnels. Marketing funnels cost money, whether they're free funnels or not, they cost money and time. There is no point marketing your wares to the world if it's landing on deaf ears because you're not targeting your ideal client and you're just talking out in general. Just like there's no point in marketing, spending money on ads if your clients are just landing on your front page of your website and then your front page of your website doesn't speak to the client straight away. It's an absolute waste of money and time. If you are doing things well, you will have very specific language that targets your ideal client. And then when you set up all your marketing funnels, they work very efficiently. And um, your marketing efforts become very targeted and you attract the right clients. Alternatively, if you don't do that work, your marketing efforts become less effective and you end up attracting the wrong clients that lead to also a much higher client acquisition cost and a much lower return on investment. And then let's move past that and into actually dealing with the client. And that's hard as well because they don't value the work you do. So it's all about attracting the right client is what I believe. I don't believe that it's about trying to convince someone about the value that you have or trying to convince someone that um, your work is is great and that they don't deserve a discount. That won't even happen if you are attracting the right client. So think about top of funnel, what's the language that you're saying? What does your website say in terms of who you're attracting? And it sounds really simple and straightforward and I know that you're gonna be sitting there thinking, yeah, everything Carly's saying is making sense to me. But how do you do it? It's actually a lot of inner work. It's a lot of journaling and it's a lot of inner work to really get it out there, out of your head onto, you know, a practical strategy that can actually start helping you to attract ideal clients. So next week in the Scalable Business Lounge, we are doing our marketing plan. It's a workshop for two hours uh, for 2024. Everyone in the Scalable Business Lounge has spent a lot of hours working out who their ideal client is. They're very, very clear on that. And their businesses are taking off and growing because of it. So if you want those strategies and you want to get on board with me inside the Scalable Business Lounge, I would love to have you there. 
that program is for um, either before you start up or you've just started right through to around uh, eight, 900,000 turnover. It's all about attracting clients, getting cash flow, starting to systemize, you know, getting your business really humming along. Um, that's what it's about. So if that's something that you're interested in, I would love to have you there for the marketing class um, or as a new participant in 2024 because, of course, we have so much planned for 2024. So you can hop onto my website, scalablelaw.com. You can contact me either through a contact form or you can just log in and get a calendar appointment. I'm taking strategy calls at the moment uh, all week next week and the week after. Um, So get in there and yeah, it'd be great to have you on board. And I hope today has really, really made sense for you. Um, And if you feel like your clients aren't valuing you or you're sick of being asked for discounts, you know, maybe it's time to really start and look at, am I actually attracting the right clients? And if I'm not, how do I upskill myself to be able to attract the right clients? And I know you're already busy. I know you're already stressed. And I know you're already, you know, at a point where you think I I don't have enough time for all of this. The thing is, is that once you set it up, it takes care of itself. So I show you, I like shortcuts. (laughs) I'm not someone who likes to go around the long way of things. I like to do things fast and systematically and get it done. So we set it up and then it's set and forget because once you've got the language in there, uh, it naturally starts attracting the right clients. So uh, that's all I have for you this week. It's a bit of a long one this week, but I hope you've enjoyed the podcast. We are quickly getting into 2024 soon. So um, yeah, a few more weeks left of the podcast. And then we'll be switching over into January. And I'm off on an amazing holiday. Hope you've got something awesome planned as well. I am going to Turkey and to Egypt and to Dubai. And then I'm going to New Zealand. So I have got a lot planned for January. And I'm really, really excited about it. So uh, love to hear from you. I love hearing who is listening. And I look forward to um, catching up with you in the next podcast. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Scalable Law Podcast, brought to you by the Scalable Business Lounge. If you would love to know how you can get more clients without relying on referrals, head over to scalablelaw.com to watch my free masterclass. Until next time, you have got this.